guys. <laughs> How, howdy. Howdy. <laughs> hey. Hey. Hey, guys, listeners. I'm Cece. I'm Alex. I'm James. And welcome to the 13th Floor Podcast, where we talk about weird things and strange things and crazy things. And here we are, getting ready to talk about another strange phenomena. And we, I was going to say, we also talk about paranormal stuff, like cryptids. And- well, that's what I, I, I know, I was, it was a joke, saying everything else is weird. <laughs> All right. Welcome, guys. Um, How are you guys doing today? I'm doing a lot worse after that bad joke. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah. So you guys are doing well? <sighs> yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's hot outside. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's nasty. I mean, ugh. And we were up in, we were up closer to you, James, this last week, and uh. it was horrendous up there, too. James, I was like right around the corner uh. from you because I was in Lexington. For like oh, my God. Hours. Six. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, yeah. It was a very quick trip. It's too quick, in my opinion. But enough about that. James, do you have any exciting life, um, what's the word, experiences that you want to discuss? Uh, Did I mention I got a new spider? You know what? I don't think that we've talked about your, the newest addition to your family on the show yet. Tell us a little bit about little baby Thanos. Yeah, yeah. I got I got me an avicularia purpurea, so he's going to be purple someday, and his name is Thanos, and I've got him uh, a new vid on my YouTube channel of him being creepy. It's a 10-second vid. Oh. Yeah. Check it out, what, uh, What's your YouTube channel? Leosophy. Leosophy. Look it up. You can see Thanos yeah. before he's purple. Before he's purple. BP, before purple. <sighs> yeah, BP. <laughs> um, does he have an attitude? Uh yeah, he is spastic. Ooh. Yeah. And I heard that you uh you had a a run in with what was was it uh spice? Uh no pumpkin. Pumpkin pounced on me. <laughs> yeah, pumpkin jumped oh, on James. Uh, pumpkin is a glutton. How'd that go? Uh it just scared me. <laughs> she's uh she thinks everything's food and even though she's way too big now to even feed, she still wants to eat. And I was filling her water dish up and she just thought it might be food. So she jumped on yeah. James. Interesting. Did she bite you? Did no. Did you get bitten? No. It just scared me. <laughs> you shook her off your hand really quickly and then... Uh, actually, no. Once she figured out that it, my hand was bigger than, than dinner, she was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. James, I am happy that you have a good relationship with your spiders, but I don't ever want to meet them <laughs> in person. Understood. I'll just watch all your videos on Leosophy. There we go. YouTube. Um, Alex, do you have any exciting life events? No. <laughs> I only say that because, <clears throat> actually, no, I had to have one. I saw Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. We saw Spider-Man. <laughs> Verdict? It was good. Uh. It's awesome. It's so good. Uh, it started out, and I was just like, what is this? What is this? It's this Spider-Man. Is, like, it's got to pick up at some point. Mm-hmm. And then it did, and it was like, ooh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I guess this episode, we're all we're going to talk about is spiders. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's a running trend. It's a running trend. I don't have any spider stories, unfortunately. Um, I just have that our daughters hit the terrible twos way early. <laughs> Oof. Oh, man. Uh, she sure has. Yeah. That's been exhausting. She's too smart. She's, She's she too is smart. too smart. Anyways, I don't want to get into it. I deal with it on a daily basis. <laughs> Should we... Should we start talking about what we came here to talk about? The uh, well, oh yeah, we've got it? our icebreaker. I forgot. I was say, because I know you said that you mentioned that you had a game. I didn't know if you wanted to take the, to take over the icebreaker, or if you want me to do an icebreaker. You do an icebreaker. I don't. I'm waiting waiting for our my part. All right. This is a this is a deeper question this time, you guys. Oh gosh. Dig okay. deep. Dig deep. What's your? Let me guess. Uh, what's <laughs> What's your favorite childhood board game? Why, why are you doing me sound so stupid? When you oh, do that? <laughs> oh, you're not stupid. But what's your question? Would you rather? Because that's exactly what you would tell somebody that is stupid. But anyway, so would you rather have more time or more money? Ooh, fun. Um, it depends. Can I use my time to make more money? You can do whatever you want with your extra time. <clears throat> And okay, by time, do you mean like 25 hours in a day versus 24 or like 
unlimited amounts of cash that you can use at any time. Because you know what? You know what? Yeah, we need to quantify this. Yeah, yeah. We need we need to put some parameters around this question so that I know how to answer. Hmm. I need to dig deep, but I need to know how deep. Okay. So for this question, the standard day is 28 hours. Hmm. And the extra sum of cash is, let's say, double your current pay. Well, now I got a big question then. Ooh. Does this compound <laughs> to our lifespan? Like, so is this going to shave like 10 yes. years off my yes. lifespan? No, no, no. No, no, no. So you're going to live the same amount of time that you would normally, but you have four extra hours uh, in the so day. So in that case, technically. You're not getting I'm, tired earlier. Your circadian rhythm. Technically, that means I'm I'm living longer. Yes, yeah. yes. And your circadian rhythm has acclimated to this new 28 hours 28 well i don't i don't have a circadian rhythm so that one's <laughs> irrelevant for me but yeah so, so you're still getting you know the average eight hours six five, money depending on who you yeah. are i'd want the money i would want the money too because guess what if i have that money then that means that i can do what i want with my time i don't have to go to work every Ooh. Day. i can i can stay That's at home point. and do what i want <laughs> <laughs> wow, lots of things to do at home, it seems. Well, you know what? Listen, I have a lot of a lot of life aspirations, and if I have the money and I don't have to worry about that, then I can concentrate on those aspirations and it doesn't matter how many hours I have in the day. That's exactly <laughs> what that's exactly how I was looking at it. I would like to have more money yeah. so I could focus more on things that I want to do in my free time. Hmm. Well, fun fact, did you know that there's a uh, a cap at how much money one can make? That doesn't increase happiness afterwards. Yeah, I think it's seventy five k. It's seventy five k. Once you hit seventy five k, usually happiness does not increase based this upon how much money you have. Sounds like something someone you're gonna... told other people that don't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you this know, this is what? something someone told me, so I could be satisfied with yeah. less than that. I'm I may be upper middle class, but uh, in terms of my happiest quotient, I'm I'm just regular middle class. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, me, I'm not going to get into it too much because and me and my dear sister-in-law, Kayla Samandal, are going to be doing a podcast called Happy Regardless where we discuss things like this. So oh, Awesome. Yeah, tune into that. I'm not sure when it's going to come out. It's going to be soon, but I'll let, I'll let all you listeners know. But James, James, would you prefer to have the time or would you prefer to have the money? I, I think the time. And the reason for that is... The money is a huge temptation now, but later down the road, I think that I would start to value time more than money. And once that, once I turn that corner, I would regret not making that decision, you know? So yeah, I'd rather have more time. That's a good answer, James. Yeah, it's a good wrong answer, James. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think no, that the time, the time would be... Very helpful at some point. But. Oh, yeah. The time would be out. I mean, I would you could love use to time, sleep more. <laughs> you could use time to make more money. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of things you could do with it. But uh, I just, that guarantee of money is alluring. Yeah, exactly. It's a guarantee. Of course, I'm currently unemployed. So, so that might be why. So my current income times two is still zero. <laughs> so you might want to choose that so. time. <laughs> Oh, I need that extra time to buy. We need God. to we need to go the Belle Delphine route with you, Alex. You can uh, you can like sell uh, oh, so podcaster bath, bath, bath water. water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll start selling my bath water. There we go. Oh, all right. Hmm. Enough about that. Are you guys ready to talk about the Mandela effect? Yeah. Well, but I guess first we gotta know what is it. James, you're our uh, our resident concise descriptor person <laughs> okay uh the mandela That's your formal job title yeah <laughs> the uh the mandela effect is uh chiefly described as a, an observable phenomenon where people's recollections of events doesn't match up with reality uh in other words lines from a movie or historical happenings do not sync up with what they recall so uh, you know, it's actually named after. What, what, did you want to cover uh, the the name of it, CC? Yes, oh, I can cover it. the name of it. Yeah, well, that that would actually that once that's a good transition. So, if you could describe where the name comes from, it would give a perfect example as to how that phenomena works. Yes, the the name was actually coined by a woman named Fiona Broom, and it refers to 
uh, a collective misremembering of Nelson Mandela's death. Do you guys know when Nelson Mandela died? Uh, 2010. No. Oh. Incorrect. James, do you? Uh, 2015. <laughs> You're both wrong. 2013. 2013. <laughs> Thanks for looking at my paper, you do. <laughs> a lot of people, though, claim that they remember vividly Nelson Mandela dying in the 1980s while he was in prison, yeah. which is not accurate. He died in 2013. I remember where I was mm. at the time, and I remember NBC took over because I was working in news. Yeah. And NBC took over the live feed. It's the funny thing about the word accurate, though. In this context, maybe they are remembering it correctly. It's just they're remembering it from a timeline or a reality that is diverged from ours. Yes, Mm -hmm. but in this reality, it's accurate that he died in 2013 of a respiratory illness at the age of 95. Or maybe it was a previous reality. Because who knows how many times we've actually shifted? Yeah. Hey, 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 hey! Let's. <laughs> Anyways, that's where the that, that's where the name comes from. A lot mm. of people seem to remember seeing him die in the 1980s, but at least in this timeline, which James and Alex are going to talk a little bit more about, he died in 2013. Mm. So that's just one example of many of the Nelson the Nelson of the Mandela effect. <laughs> the Nelson effect. The Nelson effect. It's so much less interesting if you say Nelson effect. Yeah. The Nelson effect. I think it sounds like cool. I think Mandela effect really? is like. Yeah. Mm. I'm thinking of Nelson from The Simpsons. Like, ha <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who doesn't really watch The Simpsons. So I didn't get that. Uh, anyway. Nelson. So I guess we're going to me. Or are we not going to me yet? Uh, what? Are we, uh, <laughs> we just talked about how James is going to go first a minute ago. You're right. You're oh right. man, you guys! Oh, all right. Okay, James. So, yeah. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna give the torch back to you. I want right. you to talk because you do it so much better than me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm bad with compliments. Um, let's see. Okay, I am. <laughs> He's blushing on the <laughs> the other end of his microphone. <laughs> now that uh, now that we've covered effectively what the Mandela effect is, let's look at the most logical illogical reason (laughs) for how it it, uh, came to be. And that is the idea of a multiverse, the idea that there are different realities. And this is not something that people just came up with on the spot or on the fly. This is something that's been discussed in theoretical physics for, for some time now. And it's really the notion that, I mean, obviously there's the observable universe. There's, there's the matter and energy that we, we perceive on a regular basis, but there's, the very distinct possibility that within what we call reality, there are actually multiple intangible to us universes. And that's, that's why it's called the multiverse. It's the idea that there are overlapping universes that comprise reality. And so it's kind of like every decision has creates another reality. Well, that is only one of a few ideas about it, but that is definitely one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's called that's the daughter universe hypothesis, where every every possible uh, act has a distinct outcome. I think about that almost every day, like I'll almost trip and fall flat on my face, oh, and I'm too. like in another reality. I just fell on my face. <laughs> yeah, I do that too. I think about that. Like if I have a, like a, a close call, I'm like, oh man, some poor James somewhere else. <laughs> I do that all the time. Huh. Okay, go yeah. on. Um, I am shocked, Alex. I'm shocked that that's where you went with it. I thought for sure you were going to say that it's like the multiverse of the MCU. Oh. Like, that's where I thought you were, yeah. Because that's a great, I mean, to be honest, it's a great way of looking at it. Like, different uh, different derivations of the same stories, but, you know, with different characters or, or different circumstances. It's It works very similar. And, and what you're describing, the daughter universe idea, is where... Even on an atomic level, you know, uh, an electron might spin in one direction. Well, there could be another reality where everything's the same except that electron spun in the other direction. It caused a butterfly effect that cascaded and and caused a whole bunch of of different uh, occurrences to take place. Well, if you want me to tie it into a Marvel movie, uh, Into the Spider-Verse covers the Donner theory. Absolutely. The explanation for everything. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Yes, it certainly does, and uh, it's it's an interesting idea, and it's one that really what's fascinating about that particular theory is that it means that 
the universes that exist exponentially increase. You know, every time something occurs, whether it's something massive like a world war or something minor like a hydrogen atom fusing to an oxygen atom, it creates a whole other universe. Every action creates another universe. Uh, there are lots of universes out there. Oh, yeah, I mean, a near infinite number by that view. Uh, and then we also have mathematical universes, which are just ways of describing uh, phenomena on paper that may take place differently somewhere else. Uh, so, like, for example, hypothetical structures, hypothetical uh, elements, things of that sort, um, where the rules are different. So things like that, that's, in my opinion, the most boring of the possible categories because it just exists on paper. And then there are bubble universes. That's uh, sort of, uh, you know, the universe is constantly expanding. That's something that we have observed. And so it's the idea that maybe pockets of space-time just stop inflating and separate from the rest, almost kind of the way when you think about it, how cells divide. Like imagine, you know, a cell expanding and dividing and creating two separate uh, entities, bubble universes function kind of like that. They're a, they're a direct cause of the fact that the universe is expanding. Hmm. But in my opinion, the one that people are most interested in, or at least the one that we tend to think of uh, when people talk about multiple universes is, and you already know this word, like you could probably finish the sense for me, and that would be parallel universes. Parallel universes are universes that do not physically exist next to ours, but that uh, they, they take place in a universe outside of our own. So it's really hard to even conceptualize that physically because you're talking about something that doesn't uh, exist in, this re in what we would call this reality. But just imagine, hmm, just imagine a string. Every, and and it, that, if that string has little baubles on it, like a, like a pearl necklace. Imagine every single one of those pearls being a universe so within every single one of them is an earth is a sun is, is our solar system is the milky way galaxy just stretching out you know every single one of them every single one of them just multiple ones so how would they vary we're not really sure some of it could have to do with the fact that uh presumably you know string theory there are 11 possible physical dimensions we covered that in our time travel episode well Maybe the effects that have caused those dimensions to exist within our universe, maybe they're a little different and they vary from universe to universe. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. I kind of, is that kind of like, uh, like Stephen Strange hopping from universes from dimension to dimension? Something like that, yeah. It would be really difficult, though, to even imagine a way of traversing different dimensions, though, because... Well, I mean, how would you? There's no vehicle that would allow us to do that. It's just as outrageous as time travel, really, which doesn't mean it's impossible. It just means nobody has thought up anything that could even remotely come close to that idea. That being said, the, the, whole, the whole way this ties in with the Mandela effect, though, is that maybe people have, uh, have been shifting dimensions, have been shifting somehow through some cause. Alex will be covering one of those possible causes later, but that's the chief argument. The argument is, oh, and uh, when I was a kid, we didn't have Pepsi. We had uh, Dr. Tab. And in this reality, you know, something happened at some point or another. And now I'm in a universe where they have Pepsi. You know, that's, that's the idea. It's, it's interesting to consider because, you know, of course the skeptical interpretation is you're just misremembering something, which is, a very reasonable position to hold, especially compared to the idea that, oh, no, actually just reality keeps shifting. <laughs> um, but but still, it, what's shocking about it is how many people tend to uh, be in agreement about some of these observed things. I mean, we're going to cover that later, but it's just uh, one of the possible explanations is that. And one thing that I've found that doesn't have anything to do with uh, what Alex will be talking about, another you know, supposition is the idea of quantum immortality. Have you guys ever heard of that? No. No. Quantum immortality posits that every time you die, and interesting, you know, most people think you only die once, but every time you die, your consciousness simply shifts and fuses with another version of you in the multiverse, which means, Ooh. yeah. And this is cool in the sense that nobody dies really, but it's also frightening because that means 
it's possible that everyone just keeps going into different universes, fusing to other versions of themselves until like the heat death of the universe. And in that case, would, would anybody die? Would we all just be in our own little private universe floating in space? Unable. I mean, it would be hell basically. <laughs> so it would not Who be good knows? in the long run. Yeah. Uh, but well, what, like, is there any theory that like maybe people are reincarnated and with each reincarnation you're born into the next universe Ooh. over? Uh, you know, I've, yeah, I was about to say, I've never heard anybody make that claim, but it, you know, it sounds good and you need to write a pamphlet for that and I'll join your uh, religion. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need some literature. Man. Um, but what's interesting about that, about quantum immortality is personally, and this is, this is just personally, this is anecdotal, but I have spoken with a lot of other people who have, uh, dealt with, you know, disagreeing with things the way they currently stand and claiming that they're from another reality. And there seems to be a really common event for all of them, which is most of them have almost died and don't really remember getting out of that scrap like they should be dead and it stands to reason within that context that maybe they're actually they what they're remembering is their life before they died in that universe and now they've moved on to another so mm. the people for example hypothetically who remember mandela differently what's because they were alive in a universe where mandela did die during that time they died between then and there and now they're in a reality where he died much later Ooh, yeah so that could that be could explain a lot catalyst. of the examples. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. But yeah. So that covers the the bulk of the the multiverse and how it stands. Um, yeah, it's the idea, like I said, of, of a number of universes parallel to our own, either independently existing as a consequence of the Big Bang, or like uh, daughter universes existing as a consequence of every previous universe. James, thank you for telling us about the multiverse. I knew, like, I knew a little bit about the multiverse series, but I didn't realize that there were so many different types of theories out there. Uh, yeah, it's some neat stuff, and and again, currently it's all hypothetical, but I don't see any details getting gleaned out further than that unless we were to actually make contact with people from another dimension, or if the math was just solidified and was just like, this is it. So there it is. Yeah. All right, well, Alex is going to tell us about CERN. Who could have been leading to some of these multiverses. Yeah. All right, tell us about it. All right, CERN, that's C-E-R-N. It's the European Organization for Nuclear Research. And that's not a perfect anagram for CERN because the actual anagram is in French. So this is the English translation. France. Um, and it's this European organization that is actually based in a su in a suburb in Geneva. So kind of odd that this place with, uh, and they've got a couple of different labs around Europe, but they're known to have the largest particle accelerator in the world. And, you know, also the biggest particle laboratory because they, they don't just run the accelerator. They actually build some for other people to use. So I could, I could ask them to make me one when I have all of my money. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. When you get you know, even double your uh, double double your current income. I don't think you'd ever be able to afford. I'd a have to save a little bit. Go on. But what I, what I thought was interesting is CERN has these twenty three member states, and you and the U.S. is not involved at all. Uh, interesting. I didn't know that. I was I was kind of surprised that the U.S. wouldn't be involved in a big organization like this. I guess it is the European Organization for Nuclear Research, not the everyone. But you know, the U.S. is in everything. But apparently. They do have an observer status, so I guess they get to like... They just get to sit back and watch. Sit back and watch. Them, Russia, and Japan apparently all have observer status where they get to, I guess, have oversight over it, but they can't, aren't involved in the research. Interesting. I don't know. But but the CERN is uh, involved with the UN as well, so you okay. know, take from that what you will. Yeah. But just a little bit more background on CERN uh, before we go any further is that so you can really understand what they do is... They do more than just particle accelerators, but that that is that's their that's the, that's the meat of their well, operation. Well, in relevance to what we're talking about, it's the most important thing. But there's also another important thing. So they do all these tests. They have these huge warehouses of just where they store data, analyze data, and they run a whole bunch of simulations. Simulation theory, anybody? Ooh. But uh, 
since researchers are spread all across Europe, they had to use this huge network to share information. Thus, the World Wide Web was born at CERN. At CERN? CERN created the World Wide Web. Now Is there's the, well, there's the, there, yeah. I feel like I'm misremembering because something. Because you think, yeah, me American, too. I thought the U.S. Army made it. Right. Yeah. U.S. Army, but CERN claims that they created the World Wide Web. Claims. Now, now, wait, now the difference, I guess there might be a difference. And, you know, maybe this is something we should probably look into. But hmm. the U.S. military, I believe, claims that they created the Internet. Yeah. And the World Wide Web isn't technically, they're not the exact same thing. The World Wide Web uses the Internet, right? Oh, weird. I'm, you know what? I'm confused. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I learned about this. Cause, cause in college. Well, yeah, well, I know, because I always thought... The, Actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, that makes sense. The technology that connects devices is the internet, and once you apply that on a global scale, you have the World Wide Web. So it's kind of like uh, cars use engines. Henry Ford invented the engine that, that those cars use, but Henry Ford did not invent the you know Toyota Prius or whatever. Right. So I mm. guess that's how you should look at it. All right. Because they did not create the internet. They created the World Wide Web. I'm going to have to <clears throat> fact check this. Keep going. <laughs> All right. Live fact checking. <clears throat> Here we go. Oh, boy. So here's some uh, notoriety that CERN has, I guess, developed through pop culture. Not really anything that they've actually done as far as we can find out. But the big one, and this is the big one that really, I think, kicked off a lot of this. John Teeter. And I think we talk, yeah. I think we talked about John Teeter in our tri- time travel episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that was back in 2001. And he was saying that, or no, 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 that wasn't back in 2001. But he said that in 2001, CERN would invent time travel. Dude. And that essentially CERN was going to be this all-ruling kind of organization that used time travel for their own means. And he was, John Teeter just wanted to, he was coming back from the future to make sure the world didn't end in what year was that? They said the world was going to th- end. Twenty nineteen? No, World War Three. Not end, but World War Three. Yeah, I think that it was twenty nineteen. So we still got five months. But great. Yeah, John. <laughs> well, John Teeter was wrong about a lot of things, but a lot of theories about John Teeter is that since by traveling back in time, he changed the timeline, and so a lot of the things that he predicted are actually going to happen. Like they were originally. Are you okay? Uh, I almost burped while talking, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So, John Teeter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something about it. No. No. (laughs) I'm just thinking about multiverses and time travel. Well, it ain't going to get any clearer, so buckle up, sweetheart. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Let me put on my seatbelt. Okay. So... And this could be an explanation for some of the Mandela effect. So maybe he changed. By traveling back in time, he created some of these. He created a new timeline. Okay. And so now we might be remembering things. Now, that wouldn't explain quite things from like 2018 and on probably or 2015 even. or Things changed and he was wrong about a lot. So who knows what all changed. Maybe we're all doing exactly this. In the other world. Yeah. Who knows? Shout out to other me. <laughs> Shout out to other you. So, it's kind of interesting because I've, I've mentioned it a couple times on the podcast. And if you all did your homework like you were supposed to at the end of the last episode, you've watched <laughs> Steins Gate by now. And you would kind of understand more about not just John Teeter, but you would also understand a lot more about certain multiverse theories. I'm forgetting the name of it, James, but it's where... Maybe you go back and you do something in the past and it changes the future. Changes the future. Oh, uh, you're talking about the butterfly effect, sounds like. Yeah, I guess that might be it. But Can you so, remind people what Steins Gate is in Steins case they Gate. didn't listen yes. last week's yes, 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 yes. episode? So, Steins Gate, buckle up people. Okay. So St- Steins Gate <laughs> is a anime. Do, do, do. Uh, I hope you're sticking with me. Do, do, do. Um, <laughs> I hope you're sticking here. Is it still here? It's anime, but it's about a, a team of people who find out that time travel is real in a certain way. Essentially, they found out that they can send messages back in time. 
and a microwave with a microwave it is so good it is so good you guys i have watched about three episodes with alex and i am not really into the anime Mm. genre but now that we're talking about it i do want to pick up again and continue watching it yeah it's exciting yeah by the way there's a there's another season of it have you seen the new season there's a new season. I haven't, I haven't seen it either, either, but I've heard it. It plays on things. What well, we we can't we can't talk about because it, it ruins. Oh uh, yeah, right. right. Well, I can't have seen it anyway, but yeah. Uh, but I didn't really ruin Science Gate. There's still a lot about it, but CERN plays a prominent role in the anime. Let's cut it off there. Yeah, uh, and also CERN is in a lot of things. Other things I didn't even know CERN was in anything but this. this first, that was actually the first place I heard of CERN, and in Science Gate, it's spelled with an S instead of a C. They're in a South Park episode. Oh, what? They're everybody's they're in South in, Park. Yeah. They're in a Doctor wait, Who wait, wait, episode. Wait, which South Park episode are they in? I don't remember that. I've seen every South Park episode. I didn't write oh, it man. down, James. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was going to be quizzed. <laughs> they play a prominent role in Dan's Dan Brown's Angels and Demons. I almost read that That's book. That's a follow-up to uh, Da Vinci, da Vinci Code. Code. For the, and you could also just watch the Tom Hanks movie. And I think they play a prominent role as having antimatter. Yeah. And so they're in, they're in tons of sci-fi. Tons of sci-fi. I had no idea that they're that prevalent of an organization. And so the, the theory behind CERN isn't all that different from what Teeter or even Steinsgate say. But the theory is that they're using the Large Hadron Collider that CERN and that CERN has been either willing or unintentionally uh, altering our reality. With their little part... Particle accelerator mm. experiments. Yep. And so have they been doing it on purpose? No one really seems to agree on I, whether they are or not. I personally feel like they're like, you know what? Let's see what happens. And then poof, mm. the world is different. Yeah. Because how could they predict? Like if, it, if, if they are the reason for the Mandela effect, which I'm not like 100% on board with, but if they were the reason... I doubt that they would get to the point where they're like, uh, let's, you know, they're running an experiment. Let's see what happens. Well, another thing is, how would they even know that they're doing it? Yeah, good question. Well, you know, maybe they answered to a higher power, though. I mean, have you, did you know about their logo and the, the statue, Alex? No. Uh, are you talking about the Indian logo? Well, that and also the logo is different. Uh, you, you know the logo? Uh, no, actually. I, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the logo, but I don't know any theory behind the logo. Uh, well, it looks kind of sort of, if you look at it right, it's uh, three overlapping sixes, which uh, in Christianity has some negative associations. Ooh, it oh, is. Oh, it does. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, so maybe they're remembering because their CEO is the devil or something like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it could uh, be. Uh, you could also count that there might be. There's so many angles. Uh, it could also be counted as maybe four, six. Yeah. Well, again, I'm I'm very skeptical of the six 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 interpretation. <laughs> I just think it's worth pointing out. <laughs> yeah, interesting. No, I, I didn't yeah, see that. Stuff, man. Uh, but yeah, what about the statue? But yeah, I, are you talking about the that Indian statue? Yes. <laughs> I don't see any problem with it. Uh, I just saw that that's the statue they use in one of their locations, but it's not. Uh, well, it's not. I didn't know anything suspicious about uh, it. It's Shiva. Yeah, yeah it's Shiva. Shiva. And it's got some of the, their own stuff on it, too. Well, what's weird about it is that he's performing the Tandava. And that is the cycle when he is at his most destructive state, when he literally oh. destroys the universe. Oh, I did not so know that. So <laughs> it's a little bit, I mean, and here's the thing. Shiva's a complicated guy, okay? I am not uh, criticizing him at all because he's very complicated. But this particular incarnation, for that to be what they chose, it, there are several possible reasons why they chose it, but it is super weird and a little bit creepy that that is what they decided. They went with Shiva the Destroyer. <laughs> not Shiva the Creator, huh. not Shiva hanging out with Parvati, flipping Shiva the Destroyer, destroying well, the universe. You know, there's a very real real possibility with using the Large Hadron Collider that they're creating black holes, mm-hmm. small black holes. But they claim that anything that does happen is so contained that there's nothing to worry about. Well, how can you I say call, that about black? Well, it's, yeah, I call BS on that because black holes ain't going to be catching a container, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, they get bigger. So, but they they claim that anything, everything is done on such a small scale that it's 
and is so controlled that nothing like that could happen. I'm like, "Mm," suspect. And the interesting thing about black holes is Stephen Hawking thought that they were possibly dimension or portals to other worlds. Uh, Yeah, I've heard that. Other dimensions. Yeah, Yeah. Stephen Hawking people. (laughs) Stephen. Stephen freaking Hawking. I mean, that was, black holes were kind of his bread and butter. And for him to say that, it is pretty neat. Yeah, so, I mean, who knows? How many how many realities have we all gone through? I don't know. Well, it does turn out that CERN did invent the World Wide Web. It was one of the, somebody who was working for them at the time. <laughs> cool. Alex got something right, y'all. I did my job, y'all. <laughs> are Are you finished talking about CERN? Uh, you know, I'm creeped out by CERN now. Yeah, I'll say one thing, devil's advocate. I'm more inclined. I mean, because I've been, I don't want to like slander them and and imply that I have negative feelings about it. I do think that both the logo is a coincidence, and that the Shiva statue is is it's really for a more positive interpretation. Um, you know, it's more like the balance between creation and destruction, and just the natural rhythms of the universe. You know, but. It's still spooky that that's what they went with. What if it's what if it's someone that was just like, oh, this pose looks cool. Oh, that'd be man. I would be more <laughs> mad if that was because I'd rather they be evil than shallow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, cool. I learned a lot about CERN right there, and now I want to watch Steins Gate again. Yeah, again. Star did they over. put a banana in the microwave? Yes, they did. All right. I remember. Turn the green jelly. I remember. Um, I guess it's my turn? Yeah. I believe it is. All right, guys, listeners, all you lovely people out there, I'm going to be sharing some of the most uh, well-known examples of the Mandela effect. So, One of which, depending on what you say, one of which I have a significant memory. Significant memory. Uh, so I've do got I. several. I've got one oh, on here really? that I'm like... Yeah, and I want, well, listeners, and I, we want to hear from you if you have any Mandela effects that you can think of where you're like, I know, I know for a fact that this happened, but it didn't in this reality. Let us know. Yeah, I want to hear about them. Uh, and don't confuse Mandela effect with deja vu. Yeah. They're kind of similar, yeah. but not really. And, I, and that's a future topic we'll do. Yeah. So for now, let's just talk about the, quote, collective misremembering of a specific fact or event. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you guys ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So I discussed Nelson Mandela's death. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think he died in the 1980s. He died in 2013. There's a, a book that all of you listeners might know and remember, The Berenstein Bears. Do you, do you guys remember reading oh, the Berenstein yeah. Bears? Yes, I do. So, how do you guys spell Berenstein from oh, the Berenstein man, Bears? Man, that's one I know is messed up. Yeah, I, it's flipping Steen, yeah. like flipping Stein's Gate. It's Berenstein's Gate. All right, I'm going to blow this whole thing apart and maybe contribute to your misremembering mm. theory. Probably, I remember being Bernstein. That's what I just said, not man. Berenstein. No, B E R N. Not B E R E. Whoa. Like it is whoa, now. that's even. Whoa, yeah. You're from a really different universe. Where are you from? <laughs> yeah, that's I what I remember. I personally being. remember B E R M too. Oh, really? Yeah, Bernstein I, Bears. But, yeah, um, listeners out there, a lot of people in the way that you spell Berenstein, and it's not Berenstein, it's Berenstein. B E R E N S T A I N. Yep. But people remember it being E-I-N, yeah. right? Yeah, a lot of people remember it being spelled B-E-R-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. Even the pronunciation is different. It's pronounced Berenstain. Berenstain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which, no, no, I don't remember that at all. I have a vivid memory of myself sitting in the doctor's office, waiting to go and see my doctor when I was a child, and reading one of these Bear, well, technically Bernstein books that I, I remember. But... Yeah. This this topic has been hotly contested amongst people as to how you spell Berenstein. Yeah. Mm. Well, see, we pronounced it when I was little. We had some of those books, and we pronounced the name Bernstein, but it was spelled B E R E N S T E I N. But we pronounced it flipping uh. Bernstein. It was the Bernstein Bears, not the Berenstein Bears. 
<laughs> it's, it's weird. It's a weird one. But there's also another big thing that a lot of people seem to like the Mandela effect that has to do with spelling. Do you guys know how to spell Oscar Mayer? How do you spell Oscar Mayer? A-S-C-A-R-M-E-Y-E-R? James, do you agree? O-S-C-A-R-M-E-Y-E-R. Yeah, you're both wrong. Yeah, not shocked. It is Oscar Mayer. Mayer spelled M-A-Y-E-R. That's not even a name. Uh, John Mayer, I guess. Oscar Mayer. No, thank you. (laughs) Oscar Mayer. That's how it was. Even a song. Is there a song in this universe? Uh, It's like, oh, wish you was Oscar Mayer Wiener or something. something, something. Okay, that's in this reality. Okay, at least there's that. Yes, that's in this reality. (laughs) Okay, while we're talking about food, what's the name of the most famous peanut butter brand? Jif. Yeah, it's got to be Jif. Is it Jif or is it Jiffy? Oh, I know this one. Yeah, it ain't Jiffy. It better not be Jiffy. It's Jeff. It's Jeff. You guys are right on that one. You guys remember okay. that one correctly. Yeah, I, I think those people are just thinking about Skippy and they're screwing. Yeah, it up. well, that's what that's the, uh, the one of the main, I guess, explanations for yeah. this one. But a lot of people claim they claim to the end of time that it is not Jiff peanut butter. It is Jiffy, spelled J I F F Y. Weird. And a lot of people think kind of attribute this to people combining Jif and Skippy peanut butter names. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Also, I read a really interesting theory that it's because a lot of like TV shows and movies, they can't use Jif peanut butter uh. for, you know, product infringement reasons. Uh. So they'll create the fake Jiffy brand. Full disclosure, if you grew up in a household where you had Skippy instead of Jif, your parents did not love you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we went back and forth between Skippy and Jif, if I can remember correctly. But anyways, your parents were wishy washy. Yeah, my parents were wishy washy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another reason is that people might be thinking of like Jiffy Lube or like Jiffy Pop. I thought of Jiffy Pop. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Like that. That's a solid explanation for me. I'm content. You're content with Jiffy. I'm content Jiff. with Yeah, Jiffy. Jiffy, well, what is it? J.M. Smucker or whatever it is, the company who makes Jiff, which in Lexington, that's where the, do you guys remember? Yeah. Growing up in Lexington, the peanut butter plant is there. And I mm-hmm. vividly yeah. remember smelling it driving around town. Oh, yeah. It's very lovely. It's very fragrant. The creation of peanut butter. But <laughs> uh, anyways, J.M. Smucker, the company had to uh, publicly say that Jiffy never existed. So he got your answer right there, you guys. Okay, another another example that a lot of people point to or kind of misremember is the location of various countries like Sri Lanka and New Zealand. Some people claim that they're in different places on the map. That's um, one of my personal ones, yeah. Yeah. What? So, James, explain to me. Explain to me why you think that those countries are not in the right place. Oh, like New Zealand, legitimately, is how I keep track of which dimension I wake up in at this point. Like, I actually <laughs> had to check the map while I was talking to you guys. I was like, "Where is it this time?" Because it moves <laughs> around for me. Like uh, when I went to Japan, I met this beautiful woman from New Zealand, and uh, she was talking about it took her uh, sixteen hours to get there, and it took me for a long time. Yeah, it took me 14. I was like, really? And she rolls her eyes and does the, you know, Americans don't know geography thing. She goes, we're on the other side of the world. And I was like, what? Because I distinctly remember when I was a kid, New Zealand was like right, a perfect like 45 degree halfway point between New Guinea and Japan. So it should have been like, you know, four or five hours tops for her. But it wasn't. And when I got home, I was telling somebody about that. I was like, can you believe that? And they they said to me, they're like, you're lying. That didn't happen. You didn't meet that girl because that's exactly where it is. So I check the map again, and it's where I'm always, it it was north of uh, New Guinea. So this reality, what I am now calling Universe Gamma, uh, it is is in the (laughs) southern part. So it's, it's, it's like it was when I was in Japan. It is south of Australia, very far from Japan. I just looked it up on the map. Yeah. Again, I always remember it being south of Australia. Yeah. For me, it, it it moves around quite a bit. It moves around. Well, apparently it moves around all the time because a lot of people don't seem to have a solid idea of where it's located at any given point in time. Uh, 
Ooh. It's just a floating island, y'all. Yeah, that's the deal. Those dang Kiwis, they've discovered how to move land. <laughs> they just want to mess with everybody's brain. Yeah. Well, another example of the Mandela effect that a lot of people point at, Alex, don't look at my list. <laughs> Jeez Louise, you're going to ruin it for yourself. <laughs> another big example is a famous painting of King Henry VIII holding onto a that's turkey leg. Right. Do you guys Have you guys ever seen I this? I haven't. Yeah, turkeys are indigenous to the U.S. Hmm. <laughs> Is that, wait, is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, turkeys are American. The Aztecs used to eat them. Um, nom, 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 nom. They should be the national bird. They, uh, ben Franklin wanted it to be. Mm-hmm, he did. <laughs> All right, well, apparently this painting, in the painting, he's not holding a turkey leg. Looks like, to me, it looks like he's holding a glove, which I think could maybe be like, I don't know, maybe misinterpreted as a turkey leg. Huh. I don't know. I'd never seen the painting before we started Doing our research for this, so I just figured it was some other kind of bird. But yeah, I mean, he's not holding it at all. He, there's no turkey leg, and I even remember the angle. Like he holds there's it none. at like a nice 180 degree angle. Like, like I'm gonna eat this turkey leg as soon as you're done painting this. Like, that's what he looks like. Oh, I just get out, like one thing that I absolutely hate is like grease uh, on my hands. So I think that I would just be thoroughly upset if somebody told me to pose with a turkey <laughs> leg. That's my favorite part of the turkey, though. Every Thanksgiving, I gotta have at least one. It's it is delicious. Amen, turkeys. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> this is the this is the Mandela effect that is nearest and dearest to my heart. Me too. Alex, stop looking at my paper. <laughs> okay, so I vividly, vividly remember seeing a movie when I was young about a genie played by Sinbad in a movie called Shazam. Yes. He was played by freaking Sinbad. Yeah. Yes. I, I totally yes. agree. Yes, totally he was. Agree. Yeah. Th- this movie came out in the 1990s, except it didn't. But it did. At least in our memories. It did. Listeners, if you guys have seen Shazam and you know what we're talking about, please send us your your thoughts on yeah. the movie. Because I remember loving it when I was little. Because in this universe, it stars Shaquille O'Neal, if you're yeah. looking for it. In this, there is a movie that came out in 1996 called Kazam that a lot of people attribute to the reason for this collective misremembering, this Mandela mm-hmm. effect. Mm-hmm. There's a movie that came out, Kazam, Kazam, starring Shaquille O'Neal as a genie. Yes. One thing, the one thing, when I was looking over this, I watched some clips from, from Shazam to see if I can remember it. You mean Kazam? Yeah, Kazam. Sorry. Uh, but... I remember the kid, the kid that was in Kazam being in Shazam, mm-hmm. but it he wasn't. And this is like this, this specific incident has gotten so much attention that uh, a couple years ago, Sinbad <laughs> actually helped produce a quote unquote lost clip mm-hmm. from the, uh, from the movie for collegehumor.com. Pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. But that one, like, this is the one where I just... I know that I saw this with every fiber of my being. Uh, me too. Me too. I even remember. I even remember they they they. It was based on a Hanna Barbera cartoon called Shazam, and like they just changed it because it didn't sound as good. Uh, and it was about a genie, like back in the seventies, or actually I think it went all the way back to the sixties. This Shazam show they remade it in the nineties into a Sinbad movie. And I got two friends that worked in a video store, and they distinctly remember when they got the shipments. Like, they remember this. Yeah, see? (laughs) This is the one Mandela effect that I'm like, I know for a fact that this movie was real. (laughs) It happened. It is real. Yeah, out of all the examples, this is the one where it's like, I I know it happened. I think it's funny that you and me have the same one. Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of people our age have this one. But... It's, uh, I don't know. I think it's crazy. Okay. So, uh, speaking of movies, let's play a little game, shall we? Okay. Yeah, I thought you were going to say it like you're Jigsaw. Let's you play play a game. Do you want to play a game? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. Go. James, That's good. don't. That's good. Um, <laughs> okay. So, there are lots of Mandela effects, or people claim that this is the Mandela effect. A lot of famous movie quotes that... Mm people misremember that have become famous. People think they're real. They didn't actually happen. So you guys, what was Forrest Gump's most famous line? Mm. Can you guys, can you guys tell me? I know. I already know what it is. Yeah. And what it should be. So James, Mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. Hey. You know, that is that, not what it is. What? 
the line that people think it is, is, what is it, Alex? Okay, so the line in the movie is, life was like a box of chocolates. You never knew what you were going to get. But the interesting thing about that is the reason everyone misremembers it is because on all the promotional material, it said life is uh, like a box of chocolates. It wasn't that line wasn't in the movie. It was only in the promotional material. So that's what, because I remember growing up, my brother used to say it all the time, life is like <laughs> a box of chocolates. Yeah. That's what I remember it being, too. Yeah. But it's mama, uh, life mm. was like a box of chocolates. Right. But it turns out that that was on some promotional Please material do. before the movie came out. All right. So there's an explanation for that one. Uh, what's the most famous line from Star yeah, Wars, you guys? Really, I mean, everybody flipping knows it. It's Luke. Yeah. I am your father. It's not, though. It's not. It's not. He says, no, yeah, no I am no, your father. That, no. Yeah, and that's true. Uh, the last time I watched it, I did catch that. I did notice that. That's because you uh, watched it in Universe Game, and we're from Universe Alpha. I guess, but this was like five <laughs> years ago. This was like five years ago. And he was like, you killed my father. No, yeah. I am your oh, father. Oh, man. See, you know, this is this is another, actually speaking of Star Wars, is that on your list, uh, CC, about C-3PO? Yes, there's uh, something about okay. C-3PO. Um, a lot of people seem to think that he is all gold. Because he is. Because he is. No, he's got a silver leg. I know, he has a silver leg in the new ones. Yeah, here's what happened. Here's what happened. In Empire, when he was uh, disassembled in Cloud City, he got a silver leg because, you know, he got damaged. But in the original, he was all gold. And yeah, in this reality, no, he's always silver. And I don't even know if he gets damaged in Cloud City in the uh, in this universe. I- this is just, I am just so... Yeah. Con- the- Nothing makes sense, man. Well, I was looking up all of this, uh, this like uh, the toys from the movie. And like in half the toys, he's got a silver leg. And these are older toys. And then half of them, he has he's all gold, which is how I always yeah. remember him being yeah, all I mean, gold. It's, this is nuts, man. Yeah, I remember him being all gold, too. We keep shifting. <laughs> we keep shifting. Okay, another movie line. What uh, does the evil witch, or I guess evil queen, what does she say in Snow White when she's looking at herself in the mirror? Uh, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? No. She says magic mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? I don't even like this dimension anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was one that I read earlier today. It's kind of funny because I was looking at stuff. This was one I read earlier today. I was like, no. No, that's wrong. Yeah. That's wrong. <laughs> it's mirror, mirror. Okay, and the last, the last movie that I'm going to go over, and this one had me shook. <laughs> what is the famous, most famous line from Silence of the Lambs? I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, well, I mean that is a very famous line, James. Oh. But the one I'm looking for is "Hello, Clarice." Right. Didn't happen. What? He never said it. He never said it. He said, good evening, Clarice. Oh. Good evening, Clarice. That is so weird. Oh, here's a here's a messed up one. Flipping Smokey. You guys know Smokey? Only you can permit forest fires? What's he? What's his full name? Smokey, Smokey the Bear. The bear. Nope. Smokey it's the Smokey bear. bear. Like like a regular name on dry. Smokey it's Bear. It's just Smokey like, Bear. Like he likes to get high in his Winnebago or something. Flipping Smokey Bear. <laughs> Yeah, I don't buy that for a bit. That makes me want to eat some... Now I just want some gummy bears, James. Or or some smoked bear meat, Mm. yeah. Some smoked... Have you ever eaten bear before, James? I haven't. I hear you got to be real careful because all bears, literally all bears have parasites. (laughs) So (laughs) you got to cook the crap out of some bear, man. (laughs) I don't want any bear. Okay. All right. So we talked about C-3PO. Boom. All right, here's another another really big character that a lot of people seem to misremember. The Monopoly Man. Can you guys describe to me how he looks? He has a monocle. That's for damn sure. <laughs> James, does he have a monocle? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm actually having trouble remembering. Um, I think that, I, okay, I see. I don't and think. a top hat, right? Uh, definitely a top hat, but the monocle, that's the Pringles guy. He's a peanut with a monocle. I don't know about me. That's not the Pringles Pringles. guy. That's the planter's peanut guy. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, you guys. Yeah, that's who I think of. Who also has a top hat. Yes, he does. And that's that's my personal explanation for why people seem to think that the Monopoly man has a monocle. Because he's never had a monocle. Um, Uh, In this universe. Yeah, in this universe, he never had it. A lot of people (laughs) think he did. I just imagine that they're 
mixing him up with the peanut man. Yeah. One classy Mr. Legume. Peanut? I, what's his name? Yeah. Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut. He's a pretty good Twitter. Does he? Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, he's a classic. He's just a whole bunch of nut puns, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Curious George. Does he have a tail or not? Well, he's a monkey. Of course he has a tail. No, I don't think he... I don't think he does have a tail. A lot of people think he does. They remember him swinging with, with his tail from trees. He does not have a tail. He's tailless, that little monkey. Well, what happened to his dang tail then? He's a monkey. I don't... He's a well, domesticated my- monkey. I... I went upstairs and I looked inside her daughter's Curious George book and he does not have a tail. Oh, yeah, weird. I don't remember him having a tail. Okay, and then this one, and you guys might like this one, Pikachu. What's his tail look like? It's like a, it's like a little lightning bolt. Yeah. Does it have a black tip? A black tip. Yeah. Well, hmm. no, I mean, not in most, most recent incarnations, but I seem to remember him having a black tip at one time. Yeah, I thought he had one. Yeah, a black tip at the end. He does not. Uh, He's never had one. Well, I know he doesn't now, but really, I thought he had one at one point. He's got black-tipped ears, so a lot of people think that maybe they're uh, thinking people hmm. are thinking of his, his. But I looked up pictures of of Pikachu with the black tail and without the black tail, <laughs> and I like I think the the black tip tail looks more natural. Hmm. But what do I know? Huh. Yeah, I mean, when I think of monkeys, <laughs> like there's literally one kind of monkey that doesn't have a tail. There's one, the, the Barbary macaque. That's the only one. Yeah, you can't get you can't get over. You can't it. get past Curious George. I'm I'm triggered by Curious George. Curious George is a really great children's book, by the way. Yeah. Like I've read through this entire book without my daughter in recent months <laughs> because it's just that good. It's really cute. So, anyways, go and buy out that by Curious George, guys. So yeah, those are some of the most famous examples of the. Uh, Mandela effect that most people know, but there are some there are some logical explanations for a lot of these, which we've kind of gone over. But for me, when I think of like some lo- some of the like, if if you're not thinking about the multiverse and CERN experiments and all that stuff, uh, what are some just like you know social reasons for why people might have these collective misrememberings? One of them is called confabulation. <laughs> what a lovely name. Yeah, your unconscious will fabricate ideas or misinterpret memories. Mm-hmm. And uh, something called the Dees Rodiger McDermott paradigm explains it. What a horrible name. I think I pronounced that right. I think so, yeah. yeah. I think you got yeah. it. Okay, good. So, like, um, what this means is, like, if if you give somebody a list of words to memorize and – there are all these words, say say it's fruits. So you give somebody a list with apple, banana, pear, so on and so forth. And they might start remembering fruits when they're asked to recall these fruits. They might start naming fruits that weren't actually on the uh. list. Like say strawberry wasn't there, but they, rem- they remember it being there, but it wasn't. So mm-hmm. yeah, <sighs> another big example. False information perpetuated by the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like this explains a lot yeah. of it, at least in my opinion. There's another example. A lot of people claim to have seen footage from uh, the Princess Diana wreck. Oh, yeah. But there wasn't obviously well, any footage. Well, it turns out that that footage was actually recreations. Of- yeah, recreations. People, yeah, and people, people will swear that they've seen actual footage when in reality they might have seen a recreation and then just... The way that they remember it is it that was real. Hmm. Yeah, that yeah. that's uh, human memory is very malleable. There's a lot of that. Uh, the the most recent. Do you know what the most recent speculation on a Mandela effect event is? Like big. No. What is it? I'm not getting political <laughs> here. I'm just saying what oh, the recent goodness. one is. It's Donald Trump. Donald Trump. A lot of people think that that's the reason the polls were all. Not a lot of people. Some people think that the polls were so off because in that universe they were right but then we had a shift and those polls were no longer correct and we (laughs) didn't know it and that's why he says certain things and they're just kind (laughs) of pretty wrong (laughs) and it turns out that maybe he is remembering a different universe interesting interesting i've got one other mandela effect for you okay what is it and you all probably remember better but how do you spell cullen brothers well, not, not the brothers. C-O-E-N. Yeah, that's how I spell them, but the most yes. common spelling of the surname Cohen is C-O-H-E-N. Right. A lot of people blatantly 
and it's like explicitly kind of like we remember Shazam mm-hmm. it being Cohen Brothers, like C O H E N. Now I've always remembered it as C O E N, but I found a large group of people, <laughs> very large group of people, it seems like were very angry about it changing to C O E N. Weird. <laughs> that never changed. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. guys. I know that's the one that yeah. they just misremembered. Yeah, I feel like a lot of a lot of these th- can be chalked up to mis misinformation or misremembering yeah. combination of. And then it's like you know, one person says, "I swear this is what happened," and then somebody else is like, "Well, you know what? That <laughs> is what happened." And then it just continues to go on, so so on and so forth. And then yeah. you've got a huge group that's like, "Yeah, yeah. it happened." I feel, I feel like a lot of them are. Uh, I feel like a lot of them are people who are just convinced that they're always right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so absolutely. when they see something that's different than what they what they remember, yeah. they're like, "Oh no, 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 that no. can't be. That can't be." But I swear, Shazam happened. Yeah, S H A Z A A M with an exclamation mark. Oh, and like man. I said, you know how in Steins Gate he has that cool flipping uh, steampunk looking clock thing that he uses to keep track. Oh yeah, like. New Zealand is my clock. Like I, I'm not kidding when I say every once in a while, if I see something weird on the news, I'm like, well, time to see which dimension I'm in. Let's see where New Zealand is. <laughs> so, because it flipping changes. So we're in the gamma dimension right now. Yep. What's the other dimension, James? Uh, the alpha dimension, New Zealand is in between, and the uh, beta dimension, New Zealand is also where it is currently, but Madagascar is on the other side of Africa. Oh, what is what is yeah. uh, beta and alpha CC like? Ah, uh, you know what? You guys kind of run together. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that also explains why you've got your magic car. Ah, uh, it could be. Oh, whoa, trippy to think about. I'm yeah. not traveling through time. I'm traveling through dimensions. Briefly tell people about your car, James. Yes, yeah. remind my car me. is magic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I drive my car, sometimes I get to places earlier than when I left, which doesn't make any sense. In if you guys are new listeners and this is the first time you've listened, you haven't listened to our time travel episode yet. Listen to it, and you'll hear a little bit more about James's magic car <laughs> and his watch. But uh, but anyways, that's all that I really have. Do you guys have anything else you want to add to the Mandela effect topic mm. discussion? I don't have anything new. I just I can't. Tell you how upsetting it is that Shazam is real, man. I yeah, it blows my mind. It's trippy, as James would say. It really mm-hmm. does. Oh, by the way, I think that our listeners should start a drinking game for every time James says trippy. Yeah, they would have cirrhosis by the end of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got a quick question for you. So, did you watch that college humor video? I watched was, half uh, of it. Th- was he wearing it at the outfit that he was wearing? Yes. In the, okay. Yes, he yes, was. He was. That's how I remember it. Okay. I'm glad, so glad somebody else yeah. agrees with me. I feel like a crazy person. No. No, that's exactly yeah, he's what wearing, wearing. He's wearing the exact outfit he wore in the movie. Yeah. It's almost like they're <sighs> mocking us at this point. They are mocking us. Maybe maybe Sinbad works with CERN. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> this is a way of throwing us off. Makes perfect it's sense. It's all just a joke, guys, well, on collegehumor.com. They threw me off, that's for sure. <sighs> well, that was fun, you guys. Nel- mm-hmm. The Mandela Effect. The Nelson Mandela Effect. I keep wanting to call it the I Nelson the Effect. Nel- the Nelson Effect. <sighs> it's made my brain hurt. Oh, yeah. It's fun, though. Yeah. Okay, let's just see if more come up, because, you know... This uh, this phenomenon is only since 2013. Yeah, I mean it's only been heavily documented since then. Yeah, internet is awesome, man. It's brand new in terms of the age of the world. Well, in terms of anything. Yeah, I mean that's only six years ago. It's a six year old. Six years ago, and a brand new phenomenon has come up that I have a relation to. I'm like, <laughs> I have an experience with. Yeah, true. Um, Listeners, if you have any examples of the uh, of the Mandela effect that you can think of, send them to us because we want to know about them. You can email them to us at 13thfloorpodcast at gmail.com. You can DM us on Twitter at 13thfloorpod or on Instagram at 13thfloorpodcast. But send us your to- – if you have a topic you want us to talk about, send them to us. If you have stories, any paranormal story, anything, if, if you've – seen an alien if an alien walked through your front door let us know oh that'd be awesome 
That'd be crazy. Please tell us about this alien that's invaded <laughs> your home. His name was Roger. <laughs> so yeah, send us that stuff. And I think that's... Oh, also, very important, you guys. We're trying to grow our podcast because we have a lot of fun recording. But we'd also like to know that some of you like it. So if you could rate, review, and subscribe and kind of help push us up the charts, we would yeah. highly appreciate it. Yeah, it, it would It would really give us a boost that, yeah. we, that we need. It'd be nice. Uh, also, our music. Our music is Signal by Grant Cook. You can find him on Amazon Music, Spotify, anywhere you can find music. That's right. Yeah. Oh, wait. I was getting ready to say we should yeah. go ahead and say goodbye, but. No, we need to. We got to pick our next episode. Pick our next episode. Come so. Pick it out, boy. Right. What are we talking about the next The next week? episode is. Oh, we, got, we got a trifecta. It is a cryptid episode. Next week, we will be talking about. Chupacabra, Jersey Devil, and Black Shuck, mm. who I don't know anything about. What do y'all think about? Well, I don't know about Black Shuck. I don't know anything about Black Shuck. But what do y'all think about making this? There's a song by the darkness about him. He's I do song. like the darkness, but I haven't heard the song. Yeah. We're going to do Cryptids 2, Part 2. Yeah, Cryptids Part 2. Blue. First one, we talked about Bigfoot, Yeti, and Wendigos. Wendigo. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, that's it for today. Rate, review, and subscribe. And until next time, keep it strange. strange. <laughs> Bye, guys. very fragrant, the creation of peanut butter. Mm-hmm.